3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: Welcome to the No Sports Report, a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. My name is Jensen Carp, and I'm a sports fan and a big sneakerhead. I have maybe a hundred Air Jordans, some Reebok pumps, even those ugly Mutumbos no one likes. And what now? I can't play basketball in them. I'm not going to wear them around the house. That's super weird. They went from being prized possessions to a nuisance. I'm socks or die right now. Sneakers really are a true innocent bystander of the pandemic, right next to denim. But even without shoes on, I'm continuing to talk to athletes and sports industry professionals about what they're doing in quarantine, hoping to figure out if they miss competing as much as I miss watching it. This is the No Sports Report. Justin and Courtney Turner are better than us. Face it. Let's start with Justin. After being drafted by the Orioles, then platooning for the Mets, he was unceremoniously released from the team, and many thought his career in baseball was over. But fate sent him to Los Angeles after hitting coach Tim Wallach saw him taking swings at a Cal State Fullerton alumni game. The rest is a story fit for a Hollywood movie shot down the block from Chavez Ravine. In his first season with the team, he hit a beyond-human 340, then the next season hit a career-high 16 home runs, then 26 the next. He was an all-star in 2017, a year he was also named co-MVP of the NCLS, cementing himself as a bona fide True Blue superstar. And then there's the Justin Turner Foundation, a nonprofit organization that benefits homeless veterans, children battling life-altering illnesses, and various youth baseball organizations. Founded by Justin and his wife, Courtney, they host an annual fundraising golf tournament, are an official charity for the LA Marathon, and they partner with the Dream Center, 17 Strong, Paralyzed Veterans of America, and the nearest and dearest to my heart, Children's Hospital of LA. They do so much good work that here in LA in 2019, they proclaimed January 22nd as Justin Turner Day. Every other day is Courtney Turner Day, in my opinion. And the pandemic has only pushed them to keep doing good, great even. So I brought my wife, Danielle Fishel, into this episode so we could talk as couples about what quarantine marriage is like, Courtney's new podcast, and most importantly, ranch dressing. It's a true love fest on this episode of the No Sports Report. Hello, everyone.
4: Hi. Hi. Hello.
2: How's it going, guys?
1: Good.
4: we are great. Yeah. As oh, great as can be.
1: <laughs> exactly. Under these terms.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, we wanted to get this out of the way early. We know there's death and there's awful pain all around us from this pandemic, but we, we must truly at least acknowledge the sting of soup plantation and the news that we all just found out.
4: I'm still not okay. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm devastated.
4: I have so many coupons that I didn't use for a buy one, get one dinner
1: buffet.
2: Ugh. (laughs) Just tragic. (laughs) Danielle has, she has an entire glove compartment filled with what now is just paper. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Literally the last true date night we had was to Soup Plantation. And I'm so glad we documented it on social media because, I don't know, now it's, it's just... I'm literally devastated. I don't
2: know <laughs> she doesn't do. know what to say. Uh, Courtney, I know you have a well-professed love for soup plantation. I wanted you to explain what you love about it. And then we will, It's we're going to give it its proper burial.
4: Oh, wow. I, I'm not ready for this. I They tried to share some of the recipes online, but that's just, it's not helpful. It's not the same. I'm going to miss their tuna tarragon, mm. their homemade ranch, their homemade pickles, uh, the ice cream with that caramel sauce that they give you the simple recipe right there on it. Uh, the spaghetti, how much time are we? So are we good? We're good. We're still
1: good. (laughs) I love
4: the people that try to take the water cup and fill it with soda. It's it's so everything's just so good about it. I'm not ready.
1: I'm really going to miss the cards. See you next time. And I'll be right back. I'm going to miss that a lot. Yes. I did post that on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh my God. <laughs> if if see you next time is not on their tombstone, then I don't know what to tell you because yeah. it was it was genius marketing across the board. A beautiful pun. Uh, Danielle does believe, like you, I think that it is the greatest ranch dressing ever made.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. The only the only ranch dressing that rivals it is Red Robin ranch dressing. I don't know if you've had their ranch dressing. Ooh, I have not. I
5: haven't had that either.
1: Okay, it is fantastic. It is a it is a great substitute for the soup plantation ranch dressing. And I do not say that likely because I am a ranch dressing snob. I, if it's like the kind you get when you order pizza and they're like, do you want the ranch on the side? It's like, no, thank you. Don't insult me. (laughs) I actually got a shirt for Christmas from my sister that just
4: says side of ranch on it. She's like, this is just easier at a restaurant. If they just know right off the bat that you're going to be asking for several buckets of ranch while you're eating
1: exactly it doesn't matter what meal it is either
5: i think the downfall of soup plantation has led to courtney making her own ranch at home she's done it like two or three times now and it's actually pretty delicious
1: (laughs) really well if you don't mind when you feel like you have the perfect recipe please let me know because uh i i don't know the first thing about making ranch dressing but if i knew how to make it i would literally probably never leave the house again.
4: Yeah, I think, I think I'm think i on to something. So I'll definitely have to <laughs> share that with everyone.
2: I can't even start to fathom what the world is with buffets now. Like, I'm nervous for Vegas. I'm nervous for all a hometown buffet. I, I don't see a future where it exists.
4: I don't want to live in a world where buffets don't exist. It's difficult to process. I'm still hopeful that Sioux Plantation will work it out. And I mean, we just saw... You know, in the last dance, MJ come out of retirement, so I think that's left me hopeful this week that you know they might they might work
2: something. Else. Uh, listen, I don't know if I want to see Sue Plantation in the Wizards jersey, uh, but I'm willing to at least acknowledge that they should be back and and working. Uh, beyond that, we do want to know where you are quarantined, location wise, and if if you guys are going insane.
5: Yeah, we uh, we were actually in Arizona when all this stuff happened because we were about a week away from the season starting and. We didn't know what it was, so we decided we were going to stay in Arizona for a couple of weeks and hope that maybe it was just a short-term thing. And once we realized uh, it was going to be a lot bigger than than we thought it was going to be, we came back to LA and, and we're at our house in LA now.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, Danielle and I also in LA, and we have a 10-month-old, which we'll get into in a bit, but... I guess when we sit down and figure out, I mean, our lives are very much Hermity. So this is kind of our normal, this is our get down. But I think we've been most surprised at how much we missed the mall.
5: Oh, yeah. Are
4: we're, you big mall walkers?
2: Oh, my God. We're like mall heads. <laughs> I think we're technically mall rats even. <laughs> I, I, we, we never, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. Both of us, by nature, you would assume like we're mall heads. But like, we didn't know how much we were like mainlining it until we couldn't go to one. And now, now we just, we need to see a gap or like an Abercrombie Fitch. Well,
1: to be fair, I'm really just a mall person. Cause I like food courts, right? Jensen likes to do shopping in the mall. Yeah. I only really go to the mall to eat. Uh, there's nothing I like better to me. A mall food court is kind of like a buffet. I get to just stand in the middle of it and look around at all my options and really decide what do I feel like having right now? I'm with you on that. I think you could actually get some Abercrombie cologne and maybe just
2: overspray
4: in one of the rooms of your house and just casually walk by it and it'll help you feel like
2: you're right back there. <laughs> that is such a good idea. That is a good idea. That is a good idea. We'll hire a teenager to stand outside with no shirt on. I'm sure that's not problematic at all.
4: <laughs> that's, a, that's perfect. Get some boxer briefs for him, and there you go.
2: I do... I guess. I don't know. We're just so... Both of us are so shocked at like how many times we've looked at each other and just been like, man, I wish we were going to the mall. But she does say you stand around and you can pick anything, but we all know there's only seven options. Every every mall food court has Panda Express, a pizza place, a chicken teriyaki on a stick place, which I still don't know why those don't exist outside of a mall. Uh, don't
4: forget Sparrow's too.
2: Yeah. Sparrow's is beautiful. Hopefully a Jamba Juice. Uh, what is it you guys miss the most? Like when you think about the outside world that we no longer live in?
5: Oh, probably just, just going to any, at this point, any restaurant and eating. Um, I'm, I've done so many dishes in the last six weeks. It is insane. So I I miss walking in and opening a menu and instead of meal prepping and then getting my food and enjoying it and then getting to leave and not having to do the dishes. (laughs) That's what, that's what I've been missing.
1: Do you do most of the cooking, Justin? Uh if it's in the house it's court
5: if it's outside on the barbecue it's me so we split up the cooking duties um I help out I I'm the designated onion cutter because
4: that's I married him uh
5: yeah court <laughs> court can't cut an onion without you know bawling hysterically yeah
4: I did it I actually did it last night because he was playing his what is it NHL oh uh, yeah
5: 19 I don't know some
4: video game and I was like, it's fine, I'll just do it and then I'm like weeping into the onion and he walks over and he's like, oh my gosh, I'm toast aren't I and I, <laughs> like,
1: I have no use for you anymore if you're not cutting can I give you can I give you a tip that may work? I'm ready Try cutting the onion next to an open flame on the top of your stove If you turn on one of your burners and let the flame go for a little bit and you cut the onion next to that. For some reason, it
2: stops the tears. News at eleven: The Turner House has burnt down <laughs> from cutting onions, thanks to Topanga fame Danielle Fischel. Be the worst headline ever.
5: Wait, I'm gonna. I'm not exactly immune to cutting onions, so I'm definitely gonna try this. I
4: would just rather sacrifice him. I know I've tried the gum chewing, the wearing all the things, and I'm into that. Although I think right when I start cooking the onion, it kind of triggers the same thing. So hopefully that's different.
1: Yeah, I think it is different. It doesn't eliminate it entirely, but it definitely takes it down a little bit, and I have no idea why. I'm into it.
4: Yeah. Then I really have no use for (laughs) you, Yeah, Uh completely
2: eliminate Dustin. Uh, Courtney, I know uh, you and I have to sit this one out, but it it does feel somewhat elegant to be surrounded by two of the biggest celebrity Cal State Fullerton alumni uh, (laughs) sitting here with us, with Danielle Fishel and Justin Turner.
4: We actually were just talking about that.
2: Okay, so you knew- I, I did not know this
5: until Court told me about five minutes before we came on the phone. She's like, did you know she went to Fullerton? And I was like, oh my God. And I actually text Annie from CHLA, Because she went to Fullerton, too. And I was like, did you know Danielle went to Fullerton? And she was like, no, I didn't. That's crazy. So, yeah, there's uh, kind of three Titans involved in this.
2: Let, Let me paint the picture for you here. Danielle Fischel, as a grown adult, went to Cal State Fullerton, and every time she walked in the quad, college kids just yelled, to bang up the top of their lungs at her. <laughs> she, she definitely learned things there, but she also was a walking sitcom.
1: Yeah. I literally have a picture of me on the first day walking in, and I'm like wearing my backpack way up high. I'm 27 years, 29 years old, or something. Uh, and somebody literally yelled from across the, pod, the quad. And and like a like, top of
5: her yeah, that's me. Well, that's crazy because Fullerton's like a high school campus. It's so small. It's like there's literally like one little quad, and then you know one building across the street. But it, it's literally like a high school campus. So there's no avoiding people. It's not like one of the big, like UCLA, that's spread out over acres and acres of land.
1: Just eating your lunch in the bathroom stall. Like, (laughs) I didn't find out about that Panda Express across the way from the bowling alley until way too late into my into my college career there.
5: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a few little secret places to go and hide, but not very many. Not very many on (laughs) campus there.
2: Did you know, Justin, that Danielle's uncle is? one of the greatest, I mean, listen, you're, you've overtooken him, but one of the greatest baseball players in Cal State Fullerton history.
1: Yeah, he was the College Series uh, MVP. Um, John, is it John? John Fischel.
5: Yeah, I did not know that was your uncle, but I do know who John Fischel is.
1: <laughs> yeah, and my other uncle, who's not blood-related, is Mike Rubel. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, see, Cal State Fullerton. What? So the the ties are deep.
1: Yeah, they are.
2: <laughs> well, she has to explain the huge back tattoo. <laughs>
5: I was a bat boy at Fullerton when I was like 11 years old, 12 years old, so... I, I wanted to go to Cal State Fullerton my whole life. It was most kids probably dreamed about playing in the major leagues. All I wanted to do was play baseball at Cal State Fullerton when I grew up. So the blood ran deep with me too.
1: <laughs> Man, that's awesome.
2: That is very crazy. I, I guess a baseball question out of the way, and then we'll we'll get into uh, what it's like being married under quarantine because that is an episode we have been waiting to do here. The the baseball question I have for you is is reading your story is so insane, especially as someone who. Is fanatical about watching people come up in the minor leagues and their contracts and I, I mean in the most basic bitch question way how did you get better no one gets better like that with age
5: yeah it's uh you know I was surviving when I was with the Mets and uh I thought I was a good player and and helping out but I was pretty much the 25th man on that roster for four years so I met a guy named Marlon Bird and played with him. And he started talking to me about a completely different, like, hitting philosophy than I had ever heard in my life. And I didn't believe him. I just kind of kept nodding my head, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, he got through to me like halfway through that 2013 season. And I started, you know, making some changes with him. And I started seeing results. So uh, I, I was curious, and I wanted to continue trying to make these changes. And I spent that whole offseason. Working with a hitting guy out here in Northridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily enough, I ended up with the Dodgers and the uh, hitting adjustments that I made stuck and worked. And yeah, they, they kind of, the rest is history. But yeah. uh, I did take a leap of faith and, you know, completely changed everything that I had believed in in hitting and to try to get better. And, and it worked. It could have easily gone the other way, but luckily for me, it worked. And, you know, I'm so grateful for everything that. I've got to experience along the
2: way. Well, so are we. Uh I am we're both big fans of yours and you know, we 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 were wanting to do this episode for a while. It, married life in quarantine is very easy to sum up in a sentence by saying like, yeah, everything's great. We love each other. This is amazing. Uh but we wanted to get <laughs> we wanted to get real about it. And and what do, what do you guys think about being with each other twenty four hours a day? Obviously Justin travels for months in the year. So is this the longest you two have been together uninterrupted?
4: Oh, I think so. Even in the off season, you know, I'm either working or he's training and all that. So we're really having since we started dating. I feel like my first trip when I went and visited him in New York, you know, I'd land at the airport and then he's like, All right, off to the field and then he wasn't back home till midnight. So I'm just not used to having him kind of mouth breathing over my shoulder, not really (laughs) mouth breathing over my shoulder, but with everything I'm doing, I'm not used to him. Like I can make it look like I've done so much throughout the day, but when he is here to see that there are breaks in between, it's not a good thing because I can pull it off. But then if he's like, wait, you said you were going to do this, you're picking up your phone. Like We're kind of just in that (laughs) point of like checking each other and making sure we're staying productive. I'm not used to that at
5: all. I would categorize Courtney as an organized, unorganized person. So she has her list every day that she starts off with in the morning and everything that she wants to check off. But then her process of checking off the list is so like <laughs> scatterballed, like from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, so she'll, she'll do like five different things at the same time, partially. And then by the end of the day, she'll get them all done. But it's literally like all over the place. And for me, it's like, Ah, like I want to like do one thing, check it off, go to the next thing, check it off. Like everything in my life is so like schedule oriented and like one thing to the next. So it's been an adjustment for both of us.
4: But we're so happy.
2: Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> everyone's very happy. Um <laughs> so in love. Yeah, so in love. Uh the one thing we definitely noticed while being in the house together 24/7 because I was on the radio for a long time in the morning and I didn't do that, but like there are small things that I think you notice so much I guess larger when you're stuck in a house together. Like early off, Danielle just started looking at me after dinners and going, You don't and she looked she looked shocked. She looked like I like I murdered a family member. She just goes, You don't you don't put your chair back Never. in Ever. You've
1: never once tucked in a chair. I'm just realizing. Like he just walks around the house, pulling out chairs, sitting down, getting something to half drink. By the way, Jensen grabs a water bottle, drinks 75 percent of it, and then leaves it right where he is. Walks away, chair pulled out, and the, the remaining 25 percent of water just sits there. And then there will be there's like four of those spread out throughout the around the house, all with pulled out chairs. But d-
2: definitely still in love. Definitely still in love. Still so happy. Still, still happy.
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: there's
5: been
2: a few of those that I've noticed for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I think.
5: Uh... If Courtney was in your house, she would take those 25% filled water bottles and combine them into one and put them back. That drives
1: Justin crazy. He he does not want me to consolidate the water bottle. That's what I do too. I take all the remaining waters, put them into one and then stick it back in the fridge so that he has a full one waiting for him the next time he needs it.
5: Yeah, you just have to do it without me knowing. If I see you pouring them in, I'm like, no, that's not right. That's that's not normal. We're
2: not doing that.
1: Or I give them to the dog. Or I just dump them into the dog bowl. Dog
2: bowl, exactly. There you go. Oh, that's
5: a good idea, actually.
2: I have not included Danielle in the Instagram pictures yet of their dog. Their dog is outstandingly beautiful. I mean, And you're almost like training him during quarantine? So we actually sent her... Uh,
4: moonshine to a trainer. She kind of went to like sleepaway camp for a couple weeks. And yeah, this dog trainer worked with her and now she's pretty much like a super dog and can do all these crazy commands and all that. So yeah, I like to show them off on Instagram, but she was always a very sweet, good dog, but now she's just a little more polished and can go to like the Westminster dog show now if I wanted her to.
1: No way. Wait, how old was she when you sent her? Uh, three, it was like your Fullerton life. She went a little later, but was was still a superstar. I love it. (laughs) She got all A's. That's exactly how I was. Had I gone when I was 18, I wouldn't have cared, but I went at 29 and I cared. I got all A's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's her journey as well.
2: So, uh, it seems like you guys started working together. Like, I mean, Danielle and I have worked together a little bit in the past, but we've been doing this dumb game show on Instagram Live where we give away prizes we find on our house. Uh, to people who answer trivia questions. And yet you guys are working together on a podcast. What what has that been like for you?
4: I think initially I had the dream to start the podcast. And then as quarantine had it, Justin was kind of just right next to me. So I'm like, this is the perfect (laughs) built-in co-host every week. And he's actually really enjoying it. And I think it's good for us to combine. I think we get a good banter going and eventually I'll be able to use him for some of his contacts to bring on the show. So that'll be a perfect uh, (laughs) pair, but I think it's been good so far to be able to just, you know, flip on the switchboard and turn on the mics and record an episode and not really have to think about finding a guest some week. It's
5: it's kind of created some more interesting dialogue between us during the week, because as the week goes and we know we have an episode coming up, you know, trying to figure out what kind of content, what we're going to talk about and, what to do. So it's created some interesting conversations between us that we normally wouldn't have because of the podcast.
1: I love that. That's how I feel kind of about our little game show we've been doing too. Cause we have to, we walk around the house and come up with gifts and we're like, what's this? Did you get this? And and then we have a conversation about why we want to give this away. And, and it, it makes us laugh. It's, it's, um, it's been good for us too.
2: Yeah. It makes me open up a closet and go, why do we have seven shave gels? unopened
1: <laughs> I never buy one of anything.
2: <laughs> never buys one of anything.
5: That's not that's how I am. I like to have extra in bulk and Courtney likes one thing and she wants to finish it and throw it away and then get a new one.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how Jensen is. I was my
4: my parents were kind of like hoarders in nature, so I feel like I'm the opposite. I want it to look like no one lives here. I don't want extra anything. And clean
1: cabinets. <laughs> well, it's funny because that's kind of how I am. Jensen is a collector. Jensen collects Blu-rays and T-shirts and hats and shoes and stickers and pins. And I mean, literally the list goes off. Toys and art and things he collects. I collect nothing and my dream is empty cabinets. Mm-hmm. But things that I know I use regularly, like the paper towels I buy normally, the toilet paper I use, the shave gel, my my razors, like things that are toothpaste, floss. I like to have those in abundance so that I never am worried that I'm not going to have it.
4: Yeah, I'll do a good Costco trip for those, but not. I'm not like the Costco people when quarantine hit where they need like six cabinets full of razors. I'm not doing that much shaving. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm half Armenian, so I do need that much. Uh, here's the thing. Another huge difference uh, between us is that you guys appear to, based on the podcast, watch a bunch of TV together. I was a big TV watcher. Danielle, uh, ironically, despite being brought up on television, uh, does not watch a lot of television. I wanted you to explain to Justin and Courtney and let them defend, because I know they're right, why you think it wouldn't bring us closer together to watch TV together.
1: Well, I'm the worst person to watch TV with because I watch it and I go, yeah, don't care. I don't care. I don't care what happens to these people. Uh, I'm sure it all works out. <laughs> and that's it.
4: <laughs> it actually seems like we're watching more TV than we are. I feel like we're not watching too much.
5: Yeah. Our we TV our, doesn't turn on until like six o'clock or seven o'clock at night.
4: Like We have our stories that we watch. Definitely. But Justin gets mad because I ask questions through the entire show. We'll watch 2020. I'm like, wait. Where did that guy come from? What is, who's he? And he's like, we just watched. They haven't told us who that guy I don't know, is yet. I don't know the answer.
5: They haven't told us yet. If you just watch in four minutes, they'll probably tell you why this guy is a part of the show.
4: Do you hear that tone? <laughs> <laughs> That's his corn tone when he gets
5: Corn
2: tone. corn <laughs> <laughs> tone. It's very funny. Uh, if it's the husband, it's the murderer. Always keep that in mind. That's true. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More with the Turners after this. Right now, Feeding America is working tirelessly to ensure our most vulnerable populations, like students who are out of school, the elderly, individuals whose jobs are impacted, and low-income families continue to have access to food and other needed resources during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Feeding America Food Bank Network is committed to serving communities and people facing hunger in America, and their greatest need is donations and support of local food banks. This podcast is committed to donating a portion of the proceeds from the show to Feeding America, and we hope that you can join us in this effort, too. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org backslash COVID-19. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
3: Head over to columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear.
2: Now let's get back to our conversation with Courtney and Justin Turner. Well, one thing we do have in common is an outlandish love for Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Uh, We are huge fans. We had a baby 10 months ago, a little longer than 10 months now, uh, and he was born premature and he was born with a lung condition. Uh, called chylothorax, where I I mean, uh, simple thing is that it was his lungs were filled with liquid. And we had no idea until we basically walked into a different hospital that we had that. We thought we were having the most healthy pregnancy of all time. And you could imagine us crying and screaming as they're telling us that, you know, there could be complications and they might have to put him in a helicopter and they're going to set up a triage next to Danielle. And it was this impossible feat that we just couldn't imagine facing, you know, thinking everything was going to be fine. And then, a couple of days later, we found ourselves at Children's Hospital, and, and we didn't know much about it other than its, you know, hundred-year legacy in our city. And I don't think we—I mean, I could say—I don't know if Danielle agrees. Number one, we wouldn't have survived without them, and I'm not sure that our child would have. I, I think that they did some amazing work in almost doing nothing. They, they, they. At the other hospital, they were ready to tap him and do surgeries. And Children's Hospital has seen so many of what we brought in that they were calm and collected and made those decisions. And we we owe so much to them, and we try to give back as much as possible. And I I know you guys do too with the Justin Turner Foundation. And I kind of wanted to know what what Children's Hospital LA means to you guys.
5: Yeah, it's been a place that we've spent a lot of our time in. It actually works out conveniently because it's kind of on the way to Dodger Stadium for me. So uh, there'll be days where I'm going in the field and and I'll reach out to Annie, who's our contact there, and uh, I'll stop by and go and, you know, visit a couple kids and, and hang out with the families for a little bit. And um, it's just every time we go up there and we, we spend time with kids and families, the nurses, the doctors, the staff, it's just such a positive experience. And it's so much, like, energy and, and positive reinforcement, and it's it's really remarkable just to, you know, experience that, and we've partnered up with them for all kinds of events over the years. We just did our, our first um, Winter Wonderland this last winter, so kids and families that have to spend the holidays in the hospital, and one of the most heartbreaking things that we hear when we go visit them is, how is Santa going to know that I'm in the hospital and not at home how is Santa going to find me uh, so we wanted to bring we wanted to bring Santa and Winter Wonderland to the children's hospital so the kids were reassured that that Santa knew exactly where they were and he was going to take care of them for Christmas so um
2: again it's just the people there the people there are
5: amazing and and we love them and we love to support them and you know we'll we'll do anything they
2: ask us to I think Danielle's cutting onions <laughs> Put on the burner Yeah put on the burner uh Danielle had actually you had kicked off uh Make March Matter for them uh, which was unfortunate timing because of COVID, uh, and they weren't able to really follow through with the program. But I know you guys are doing something coming up uh, called the Walk and Play event. It's normally a large fundraiser in person with clinics that include like the Galaxy and the Kings and Chargers. and And, and Courtney and, and you and Justin are you're going to be involved in the Saturday night event. This is so important for them right now with what's going on and with the, with the with Make March Matter being affected. Tell us about what what uh, what this event is.
4: Yeah, so the Walk and Play LA event, we're actually the host last year and they brought us back as honorary hosts again this year. And yeah, like you said, the event's going to look a little different this year. It is virtual, but I think it's still important during these times that people still remember that THLA is there and there's still a great need there uh, despite everything else that's going on in the world. So yeah we'll be on there and introducing a very special kid on Saturday, and yeah, just encouraging people to get out with their families and raise awareness and help raise funds for this special place
2: that's incredible, and you guys have something you're doing right now as well with the Dream Center where you you connect them with local restaurants. I wanted you to sort of explain that as well if possible, to people listening,
5: yeah, so right when this whole thing happened, I, I think the first announcement in Los Angeles was that l a unified school districts were going to be shut down and I think there's almost 260 schools in the LA Unified School District. So that's, I mean, thousands and thousands of families and kids that rely on that hot meal program to to give the kids lunches. And so what the Dream Center wanted to do right away was open up um, their doors to LAUSD students and families and provide them with a hot lunch. Well, what they found out really fast was it wasn't just LAUSD families that were in need. It was the entire city of Los Angeles. So they've been running a drive-through program for 60 days now and providing hot meals for anyone in need. They start at 7.30 in the morning and go till 6.30 at night. So it's an 11-hour day, seven days a week. And how we got involved was, you know, instead of just throwing money to the Dream Center and letting them figure it out, we decided to reach out to local restaurants, you know, generally the smaller owned family restaurants, and you know buy meals from them and have those meals sent up to the dream center so supporting the family-owned businesses and feeding families in need at the same time and it's been going great they've done over 500,000 meals now at the at the dream center so it's it's pretty special place
2: incredible and and also it's not like he has a staff like i've seen it on video he sits down with his phone and calls these restaurants hey it's justin hey it's justin i mean like you you're doing the legwork and courtney is too like both you guys i mean we're we're in awe of what, what you guys are doing during this time
5: i always
4: really surprised when Justin's the one calling. Someone actually thought we were a prank call. I think you called. Yeah. It was Jenny's Country Kitchen, like, near Fullerton. And they were like, uh, can we have a deposit? Like, can we – how do we know this is you? They were very skeptical, which I guess that makes sense, but – Yes, always. I think that's a nice touch. And, you know, we want to be a part of everything we're doing. I think a lot of people it's great that they have a foundation and they have a staff running it, but for us, it's personal and we don't want to just throw our names on something. We want to definitely be in there doing
1: all the work and interacting with everyone. That really makes a difference. I love that. It's, it's very special.
2: Um, with baseball off the chart right now, not, not being uh, played, it obviously has played a big role in both your lives. Courtney too. You're a big fan and have been for a long time. I mean, does it take away some things for both of you? I mean, I'm not saying, I mean like not having it in your lives has been, has it been weird for you too? Definitely
5: weird. Uh, this is something that I've been doing since I was four years old. So this is the first, I guess, getting into summer now that I've had in, I don't know how long where I haven't been going to the baseball field every day. And, you know, unfortunately not even supposed to leave the house during it. So um, it's definitely been tough and, you know, it's something that is part of our routine, uh, not just mine courts too. And, uh, it's been some adjustments, but we're, we're hopeful that there's still going to be a season and they're still going to find a way to get this together. And then we'll hopefully be back on the field sometime soon.
2: Yeah. seem seem to be, I, I, I agree big time. How have you guys been staying active? Danielle and I take a what do we take a three mile walk. What what have you guys been doing? Uh, you know, even beyond just the baseball swings that you take in your backyard, Justin. Like, what are you two doing to stay active?
4: Lots of walks, uh, lots of bike rides. I've been using like online workout class streams, and then Justin, their trainer at the Dodgers, kind of writes up a workout for him every day. So if he goes through that. We have like a little guest room that we converted into kind of a home gym. So. I think he's still able to stay ready whenever that call comes. <laughs>
5: yeah, the bike rides are the bike rides are fun. We're actually enjoying the bike ride. I
4: need to get so, a new seat, like a seat cushion or something. But yeah. the bike rides are still good.
5: <laughs> yeah, the seat's a problem.
2: What, what are you? Are you riding on a wrench? <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> it, it,
4: feels, it like a jelly, like a
1: senior seat or something. I don't know. <laughs> Did you guys take bike rides before the quarantine, or is this just a new purchase and something you guys have started in quarantine together?
4: Oh, no. I did the Target drive up, pick up a bike and
1: picked up a Schwinn and we're on our way. But is definitely a new thing. All right. That's what I'm thinking about doing. You guys may have convinced us because I've been saying, like, maybe we should buy bikes. And Jensen's like, I don't like bike riding. I'm like, I don't either. But we have to do something other than just eat homemade ranch dressing.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's been fun to kind of explore our little neighborhood and drive around. I feel like it'll stay after quarantine for sure.
2: Oh Danielle and I have we've nicknamed every neighbor. We have backstories that we've made up for most of them. We have one guy named Poodle who just walks two poodles all day. We...
1: Walks them all day long. We say all the time. He must hate his
4: home life. We also use next door to kind of creep everyone too. That's been the best delight of this
1: quarantine. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
2: We love Nextdoor. I
1: next have gotten into Nextdoor snooping, but I should.
2: Yeah, it's a good good app. Uh, Lastly, Justin, I, I, I have to ask, do you think that this break, and I, I have my opinions, but do you think this break is helpful for the Astros? I feel like the fury, the anger was so hot, and now we have so many things to think about. Do you think they're getting off the hook a little? Do you think, I mean, what what is your opinion? Is this helpful or hurtful?
5: I think it's just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone's forgotten. You know, the Dodgers are doing these Zoom party calls for all their fans um, every Monday night. And I've been on. They've had three of them now. And I think the first week George Lopez was on and he wrote a song about banging a trash can and played it for the fans. And then Brad Paisley was on and he had a 2017 Dodgers World Series sweatshirt, and he had painted himself champions underneath it. So I don't think people have forgotten. I think uh, I think it's just delaying the the inevitable.
2: Well, we'll, we'll be there front and center. Uh, Justin I, and, and Courtney, we have loved having you on. And Justin, I know in LA, we have a Justin Turner day. It's well-deserved. And on top of that, the Dodgers got to bring Justin Turner back for a long-term extension because we can't have a day and have the dude in another city. It means too much to us to have you here. And, and we're so thankful to have talked to you today.
5: Well, I appreciate that. It means a lot. And uh, I, I want to make sure I thank Danielle before we go because I believe she deserves all the credit. In 2014, she came out to a Dodger game.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs>
5: Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh
1: huh. Kershaw's no hitter.
5: Yeah, but you didn't want to be the jinx, so you left before the game started <laughs> and you weren't the jinx because you threw a no hitter,
2: right?
1: That's exactly right. <laughs>
2: Danielle has, has changed the narrative to this story. I, I have watched her change the narrative to this story over the years from saying, I wasn't going to stay at the game, and now she says, oh, it was because I knew that if I left, I would have jinxed the team. I, it has been quite a rewriting of history on Danielle Fischl's part, to be honest with you. Hey, listen, I'm very
5: grateful that she left because it allowed me to be a part of a no-hitter. So I, you're not, I'm not mad at you, but I will ask that when we make it to the World Series, uh, and get to game seven, I'm going to need you to come out and throw the first pitch and
2: then go home.
1: I a hundred percent. I will
2: <laughs> Asking asking Danielle Fischel to leave somewhere early is her dream. You, you just, you basically said show up and then leave. And she's absolutely, that's all I want. She would leave five minutes into a movie. <laughs>
1: That is
4: the
2: best commitment ever is to not have a commitment. Oh, man. We, we have pro- we have issues
5: leaving places. I can't ever leave. Like, we're always the last people at every event we do.
2: I, I just have a hard time leaving, so... Yeah. He's
4: having a hard time
5: leaving right now. Yeah. Help. Yeah, you guys are trying <laughs> to end the
2: podcast. No, no. Just follow Danielle anywhere. If you see her at an event, just tail her. She's on her way out, no matter what it is.
1: Exactly. I may have just gotten there, but I'm
2: already saying my goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I tell Justin to fake a phone call.
4: I'm like, I'm going to call you and just pick up and be like, I have to
2: go. It's it's really the dream to be around her because you're there for ten minutes tops. You get to say your Irish goodbyes and get on out. Uh, if we're friends, are still a thing. If 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 we end pandemic and and we're able to hang out with people, we we want to be friends after this virus. So we will bother you and uh, and and talk about Cal State Fullerton Panda Express all day.
5: Well, hopefully hopefully we'll. Uh miraculously find a way and meet and we'll have a, a dinner date at Sioux Plantation if they can figure out a way to open it. You're left
1: to God's ears, baby. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly right. Toys R Us found a way. Sioux Plantation can too. We'll,
2: we'll We'll bring our own ranch and sit in their ashes and just eat with a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you guys so much. Of Thank course. You. Thank you. The No Sports Report is produced and distributed by TreeFort Media. The show is executive produced by Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, Matthew Kugler, and me, Jensen Karp. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer and sound supervisor, with production and editing by Jasper Leak. Additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. Our theme music is composed by Spilkus. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe, rate us, and review us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please visit feedingamerica.org. If you're able to make a donation, any amount makes a difference, and you can learn more about other ways you can help on their website. For more information on the No Sports Report, links to the socials, and for show transcripts for our hearing impaired listeners, go to treefort.fm. Be safe and be well. The No Sports Report is a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, bop Kids, Megan trainer Bissell Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake Kits...